Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend This is Texas Football Today, a show that's being pointed at. You didn't see my cue. Like I did three see your times. cue. <laughs> Don't fret. I got this. Whatever, fellow. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting right here, sitting over yonder in the control booth. And now who's pointing? She is the Duchess of the Door. I was was in turn about fair play. Uh, she is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley Pickle. Howdy, friends. How are you? I am doing quite well. It's not overbearingly cold so, in here today, so that helps. You and I were having a conversation in confidence that I'll now bring to the air. As always. About, um, it was, I guess, Monday when we were getting done, when we were getting done unloading the stuff from Lone Star Conference Media Days. Okay, I don't know where this is going. Where... You and I made the comment about how it's starting to feel like football weather. Oh, and yeah. And it's weird because I think most people think of football weather as like, oh, it's getting chilly outside. Yeah. You know, the leaves are changing. It's getting darker. Exactly. Win- like windows open season yeah, at the open, house. You know, you've got right? the you've got the food smell, the windows open. But for me, and maybe it's just because I've covered Texas football so yes. long. Yes. Um, Football weather, the first bit of football weather. Mm -hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. When it's cold, that's football weather. Right. But the first bit of football weather is when it's just super, like, hair dryer in the face hot. Literally, you step onto concrete and you're like, I can feel it on my feet. Yep. Two days around the corner. Yes. Got week one coming up. Those, those, it's the first three weeks of the season that I'm sitting out there right before I go on air just trying to blot my makeup down because if not, it's yeah, no, sweat same, same season. Thing same thing here sometimes. Yeah, in your climate-controlled sometimes studio. Sometimes the studio oh. gets up to like 77. And whew, I mean, talk about a drama. Today is Wednesday, July 28th, 2021. 120 days till Thanksgiving. Uh, happy birthday to oh I had somebody oh Super Bill Bradley Texas Football Today's oh. own Super Bill Bradley turned seventy eight today Happy oh, birthday cool. Super Bill uh, episode one thousand two hundred ten on today's show guys we got this week in recruiting with Greg Powers the next level athlete a lot of good stuff to talk about including our new five star prospect and that dropped what today. will Texas 
to the SEC, Texas OU to the SEC mean for recruiting? We talk about that with Greg Powers, next level athlete. The back half of the show, I, for some reason, had a great conversation. <laughs> Let me be clear. The, the surprise is that I had a great conversation, conversation, not that our guest had a great conversation. Our guest, Colby Carthel, head coach Stephen F. Austin, always a great guest. Oh, yeah. the man He's a man of the people. It's just surprising that I got to interview him. Yes. That's the surprise. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I had a great conversation with Colby Carthel of Stephen F. Austin uh, that we will share with you coming up here at the back half of the program. So stay tuned for that. Do we have... First four through the door. We sure do. It was Aaron Arbuckle, Daniel Agnew, Tanner Solis, and Rob Hadaway. Welcome in, fellas. Howdy, 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 friends. Okie dokie. Let's get right to it. We talked with Greg Powers, next level athlete, about all things recruiting in the state of Texas. A big week in recruiting per use. Here's our conversation with Greg Powers, next level athlete. Now, Texas football today. I'm Greg Tupper. That's Greg Powers. And this is This Week in Cruton. It's This Week in Recruiting. With Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. See his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. And of course, this is brought to you by our good chicken friends at Chicken Express. Chicken Express, Greg Powers approved. Definitely love that Chicken Express. Love that Chicken Express. You got it door dashed yesterday. I did get it door dashed. That's a flex right there. To the office. I got it delivered. Okay, to be clear, I am lazy, but my car was in the shop. And yes, so he did not have a vehicle. I'll, I'll I didn't give have you a that vehicle, yet. so I had to have it delivered to me. Let me tell you, though, Chicken Express delivered. Slaps. It's a lot. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Let's start this week in recruiting. A lot to get to. We're going to start with our prospect on the rise. Our prospect on the rise is Duncanville 2022 defensive end Amari o- Abor. We've kind of talked around Omari Abor a lot on this program. Uh, there's no avoiding him now because he is an official Dave Campbell's Texas football five-star prospect in the class of 2022, the fourth prospect to get it, uh, joining Quinn Ewers, South Lake Carroll quarterback, Galena Park North Shore cornerback, uh, Denver Harris, and Summer Creek offensive tackle, Kelvin Banks. He's our number three prospect in the state. He's the number one defensive end. This guy is a super stud. Uh, Powers, what is it about him that put him over the top to go from elite to super elite? Well, I mean, he climbed up one spot in the state rankings. He was already in the top five, so we we pretty much had a good idea that he would be a five-star prospect by the time it was all said and done. Uh, at the end of the day, the top five will all be five stars, and we'll we'll continue to evaluate for that fifth and final spot. I like to name that fifth guy like around the first week of December where you can take in the uh, whole season and really – look and evaluate which guys made some really strong improvements throughout the course of their senior season, but there's no sense in waiting on a guy like Abor. I mean, six foot four, 245 pounds. He's a strong side defensive end, but he's also a guy who could really get after the quarterback so he can slide around and do some different things. He's continuing to add some good size, making him even more versatile. And he just brings a little bit of everything to the table. But what I really like about his game tape he plays with a chip on his shoulder. You know, he's a guy that is relentless in pursuit of the football and uh, really gets after it play after play. And all the top schools in the country are coming after him. I mean, he took a, a June official visits to LSU, Ohio State, and Alabama. He's also considering schools like Texas, Texas A&M, and Oklahoma. And this is the perfect segue. Was there some news in college football this week about <laughs> the SEC? 
Well, there, Omari there Abler's something. Abler now has plans to take an unofficial visit to Texas this weekend. He's admittedly said that OU was like his childhood favorite growing up. They're now going to the SEC and could it really just opens the door, I guess, maybe for a bigger conversation here, Tepper, that you you may want to talk about. Well, yeah, let me let me ask you about that. And and because the next guy we're going to talk about is a recent Texas A&M commit, so it's kind of on the topic. Here is my positioning statement. There's a lot of people who are saying that Texas going for um, Texas going for uh, from the uh, Big Twelve to the SEC is going to uh, severely impact Texas A&M's recruiting. I, this is where I'm at on it. I think that's way overstated. I think that A&M has the, the, the strength of the program, the where they are right now. There's no reason to think that Texas coming into the SEC is suddenly going to mean that they don't recruit at a great level. Um, am I am I crazy? Do you share with that? I'm not saying there's nothing to it. I'm saying the idea that suddenly Texas joins the SEC and A&M's going to crater, I just don't necessarily buy that. No, I, I, I mean, does Texas or Texas A&M ever really have a problem landing top recruits you know that's that's the question to me i think that you have to recruit differently based on your your in-conference competition the type of schools that you're going to be playing i i would say the main thing that oklahoma and texas have to look at as they transition into the sec in 2025 though there's plenty of time uh is in the trenches right i think that's something that uh schools like alabama and lsu in particular in particular georgia Uh, do a great job of is getting these big, speedy offensive linemen, powerful guys uh, at defensive, on the defensive front, and depth. You know, depth at those positions makes all the difference. You know, when uh, one of the top guys on Alabama's offensive line goes down, they just plug in another five-star behind them to pick up the slack. And and to compete with those guys, you have to do that. And we've seen Texas A&M in recent years add that depth and uh, talent to me, on both fronts, as I look at their last few recruiting classes, that's the thing that jumps out to me are the type of players that they've been adding up front. And Texas and Oklahoma are going to have to match that, not only to hang with Alabama, LSU, Georgia. They're going to have to do that to hang with Texas A&M. Let's now move on, speaking of Texas A&M, to our Commit of the Week. Our Commit of the Week is 2022 Argyle defensive tackle Jaden Scarlett, who has committed – to Texas A&M. He had offers from uh, Mizzou and Oklahoma, uh, also ostensibly SEC schools. This is going to take a minute for me to get used to. He is the number 57 prospect on our DCTF Hot 100. Uh, He's a guy who transferred recently. He played last year at Flower Mound Corum Deo, a relatively small private school. He's transferring to a, uh, let's just say, a pretty prominent school uh, in in Argyle, uh, and now he is committed to Texas A&M. Uh, this feels like another in a long line of really impressive defensive line uh, 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 commits for the Aggies. Yeah, I really like the pickup of Jaden Scarlett because he's a guy who's tremendously athletic uh, up front. He wraps up a lot of tackles, and one of the things that really jumped out to me as we were doing prospect evaluations and, and watching guys through the pandemic when we weren't able to see them in person was I think he had like a 55-inch box jump. That's really impressive for a guy that's weighing in at 265, 270 pounds, and he closes on the ball carriers extremely well. He did play private school competition the last couple of seasons, so I'll be interested to see how he transitions to playing 
for a school like Argyle, but I don't think you're going to see Scarlett miss a beat. This is a guy who flat out um, gets after it every single play. Uh, he plays with a high energy. He's a guy who uh, loves to make big plays behind the line of scrimmage and, and you know, basically flex up front, you know, and that's what I think that he'll be able to do once he transitions. Another one of these versatile guys, I think that he can slide around and play some multiple positions, non-traditional defensive tackle in a sense, you know, playing on the edge. You know, he's a strong side defensive end that can get after uh, and not lose any speed or lose a step as he chases after ball carriers or holds the line of scrimmage. The you know that's one of the things that I think is interesting. We mentioned that he transferred from Flaremont Cormdeo. This is a, a you know a relatively newish program in you know DFW. It's a it's a smaller private school. It's, it's Taps Division Two, uh, and that's not to say that there aren't great players in Taps Division Two. Austin Regents is a Taps Division Two team. Austin St. Michael's. I mean, there's plenty of really good programs there. Dallas Christian, and they've put out their fair share of big time playmakers. Um, but I do think it's interesting that like I think it's fair to say that moving from there to 4A. He is going to get more consistent competition uh, than he did there. Not necessarily, not necessarily better at the top end, but like certainly more co- uh, consistent competition week in and week out. And and I think that you know you and I have had long conversations about private schools and 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 recruiting on the, on that regard. I'm I'm very interested to see this transition. I'm very interested to see him go from what is you know let's be honest an off the beaten path private school to uh, a a. a state champion, a state title contender, once again, the number one team in 4A. I'm interested to see how that adjusts and and, and what his film looks like after that because his film on uh, playing Cormdeo is uh, super impressive, probably not surprisingly so. Right, and he's going to get a chance to go up against like college-level type of offensive linemen. Now, that's the thing that I think when you're watching the Cormdeo tape, you're not seeing him have those matchups with you know, 250 to 300 pounders quite that often. And just looking at uh, Argyle's 2019 schedule, they played Waco La Vega twice. They played Texarkana Pleasant Grove. You know, they played Paris. They played Stephenville. Um, So they're playing some guys that are going to bring some legitimate college-ready, college-level type of offensive linemen, and that's going to test him a little bit more than I think that he would have faced at Flower Mountain Cormdale. That's just my opinion as well. We're talking this week in recruiting with Greg Powers, the next level athlete here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Let's go to our underclassman of the week. Our underclassman of the week is 2023 uh, wide receiver Ashton Cozart. He's one of the state's hottest prospects right now. Uh, he is uh, playing at Flower Mountain Marcus. Um, he transferred f- to Richland from the state of Washington. Then he's now transferring to Flower Mountain Marcus. Uh, I believe we got. Did we see him? Was he out there at seven on seven? Um, he was, he was, yeah. he was, and we recently spoke to him at, uh, he was one of our featured prospects as a DCTF interview here as well, uh, kind of announcing the news that he was going to flower Mount Marcus. And, and so this is a guy who has really heated up recruiting wise. Um, he has 23 offers. The most recent one, uh, most recent ones would be Oklahoma and Alabama. Uh, those are pretty good schools. Um, Ashton Cozart, a four-star in the 2023 uh, ranks, is a guy who certainly, if you don't know his name now, uh, you're going to want to know it uh, immediately. I don't think it's really fair for me to say I think that Ashton Cozart is going to be like a breakout star in Texas high school football in 2021 because he has all these offers now, right? He didn't have a chance to put up huge numbers last year at Richland, but I think his connection with 
2024 quarterback Cole Welliver at Flower Mound Marcus is going to play huge dividends there for for both of those guys. You know, Welliver now has a bona fide guy uh, that has 23 offers with schools like Alabama, Oklahoma, TCU, Texas, Texas A&M to throw the football to. In addition to Ricky Dudley's son, Dallas Dudley, who's already, you know, a bona fide go-to type of guy in that offense, um, are going to have the benefit of what many are calling the next big thing at quarterback, throwing him the football. So I think this is going to be a perfect one-two punch right there at Flower Mound Marcus. And Ashton Cozart, really, I mean, all the top schools are now coming after him. Six foot three, 180 pounds, silky smooth in his route running, has good hands, and he kind of plays what was I what uh, something that I really like in the wide receiver position: confidence. He plays with confidence, and he brings it every single snap. So Cozart's one of those guys. As far as Texas high school football is concerned, I'm looking for him to have a breakout and be one of those guys who everybody talks about. But on the recruiting trail, he's already broke out. Most certainly a guy in Ashton Cozart that you're going to hear his name a lot. Uh, finally, let's round it all out with our Recruit of the Week. Our Recruit of the Week, uh, we've been talking commitments. Let's talk decommitments. Uh, 2022 Port Arthur Memorial uh, cornerback Jalen Gilbo has decommitted from Texas. He put out a statement saying that he wants to open up his recruitment. Um, there, there are tea leaves that suggest that TCU is on the right path here for Jalen Gilbo. And uh, I mean, when has when has TCU ever put out a quality uh, quality defensive back? <laughs> Well, the thing to think about here is just watching this recruitment play out. We say time and time again, watch what they do. Don't necessarily listen to what they say. Well, what Jalen Gilbo did is he took an official visit to TCU while he was committed to Texas. He took his official visit to Texas, and then he took his official visit to TCU. And that's when you start to really think, is this thing going to last? Is Texas feel comfortable with him taking, at that time, a visit to a conference rival, an in-state conference rival, no less. Is this thing starting to be uh, something that we should more closely monitor? And it was, you know, it was something that we should closely monitor. And now I feel like TCU is in a pretty good spot to land a commitment from Gilbo, but he has no shortage of options. I mean, if he takes some time and, and looks around, then this thing could certainly swivel or pivot uh, in favor of some other schools. He has offers from Texas A&M, Alabama, Georgia, LSU. Have you heard of those schools? Uh, Oregon, <laughs> USC, and many more. Uh, so TCU's in a good spot here, I think, and looks good to get a commitment from Jalen Gilbo. But if he, he does have three more official visits that he could take, and will some of these types of top schools get him on campus? I'm pretty interested to see if A&M gets involved here. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that would be one to keep an eye on. He is Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete, um, coming to us live via satellite. That's how I'm going to refer to via satellite. <laughs> I like that. Um, that feels very like old school and like <laughs> you know very official. Uh, he's our recruiting analyst. It also feels with. commanding. Yeah, via yeah. I have a satellite. Uh, <laughs> he is uh, Greg Powers, Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. See his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. Powers, appreciate your time. Uh, maybe next week you can be sitting in this chair next to me. I miss you. Well, little update for this week in recruiting. Next week, Powers goes to vacation. So maybe the week after? Oh, ripping oh. our hearts out. There he is, Greg Powers. Next level athlete abandoning us next week. Apparently. See you never, bud. 
abandoning us next week uh, for this week in recruiting, of course, find us. Find work at texasfootball.com slash recruiting. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Texasfootball.com slash subscribe. A lot of good stuff up there on the site right now. Uh, if you're into that kind of thing, texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Plus, you get 2021 Summer Edition Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Get ready for the... Oh, no, I'm blocking those guys. I don't want to do that. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Get ready for the season with a 2021 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. So make sure you go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Makes a great gift for... August. Yeah. I mean, okay, here's the deal. Back to school is coming. Ooh, and anyone who for your teacher. goes back to school dreads the beginning of August. So mm-hmm. get your magazine so you can read it and kind of get more excited for football to start. And don't focus so much on school. Focus on yeah. football. That's what I'm saying. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Focus on football. Yeah, not, not on school. school. Yes. That's the official stance of TFT. Ooh, I don't. F- I feel bad about that. I mean, that's how I got this job. <laughs> Ashley Pickle, cautionary tale. Um, all right. While we were in San Antonio, do you remember that? We were in San Antonio. Sure do. While I'll we- never forget the beautiful two now. While we were in San Antonio, <laughs> uh, we caught up with a number of coaches, a number of big time celebs. Yeah. Coming, uh, coming back uh, to the booth. One of them. The head coach of those, Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks, Axum Jacks. He is Colby Carthel. With a shirt on this time. With a shirt on. I didn't ask him about taking off a shirt. That is the one thing I didn't that, ask him about. That's a flaw in your journalistic I abilities. That. I regret that. I regret that. But we did ask him a lot of other important questions. Here's my conversation with Stephen F. Austin, head coach Colby Carthel, here on Texas Football Today. <laughs> Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here in San Antonio here at the THSCA Coaching School and Convention with, uh, I would say, one of the more low-key, measured, quiet members of the coaching fraternity here in the state of Texas, uh, Stephen F. Austin, coach, Colby Carthel, coach. It's, it's good to see you. I, you snuck up on me. Real, I try to do that from time to time. Real low-key yeah. guy. Uh, first and foremost, we were talking before we went on the air. I just imagine I, it feels great for me to be here. I imagine for a coach and a, a coaching junkie like you are that this has just got to be just you know, hog heaven to be just back here in, in person. It really is. You know, it's great to have COVID, you know, in a rearview mirror. But, you know, just as a, as a coach, you know, in Division One NCAA with all their infinite wisdom, you know, they shut us down for a year and a half of recruiting. Mm-hmm. D2 and D3 coaches have been out and been in high schools, and we haven't been. And so just June 1st they released us, but it was a dead period. We couldn't. So this is our first time as a staff to be out and kind of interact with all our high school coaching buddies, the THSEA, and, and so uh, – it, it's extra special this year just to be out and say, hey, we're still around and you are too. It's good to see you again. Great year last year and, and uh, just interact and, and uh, you know, it's a great, great fraternity. Well, and, and you know, you mentioned the, the recruiting aspect of it that, it, that it is so difficult because of the restrictions that you guys were under. Um, and so I guess my question is how did you stay engaged? Because 
you've still got to field a team. You still got to go and get some quality players there to play for the for the Jacks. Like how how did you how did you stay engaged with these guys? You know, I think just this this fraternity, THSCA, and and you know our staff. And I've I've been a college coach now in this state for 22 years, and you know my dad before that, and so you know just a lot of relationships, and and we fell back on that, you know, because now you're picking up the phone and. Without doing camps, without doing home visits, without doing school visits, you're really having to lean on the high school coach, uh, and that's what's so great about straight line recruiting. But you know, you're having to do it now through phone, and you know, Coach Tapper, are you sure? You know, is this a good kid? 22 years of relationship, you know, you're not getting sold a, a bill of goods, and so we felt really good about the class we were able to put together at SFA and and moving forward even through that that pandemic recruiting. Well, and, and you guys had a. a you had certainly had a unique 2020 season. You guys kind of, I don't want to say go rogue, uh, but you guys go and you, you do your own thing. You, you, yep. you schedule games, kind of a, an outlaw schedule, as six-man folks call it. You bet. Uh, and put it together and go out there and, and, and play some games and win some games and say, we're going to stay on schedule. Uh, they say in journalism, don't ask a question you don't know the answer to. Mm-hmm. Was that the right move for you all? It was. <laughs> and that, that, that's what, you know, when it happened, you know, we did what was best for us. And I think that... Whether it's football or journalism or just, you know, somebody back home. Everybody during the pandemic did what was best for them and their families and their businesses and their universe. And for our program, that was what we needed to do. We were banned from the postseason from the previous regime and all this. So we couldn't go to the playoffs if we wanted to. I had no intention of putting our guys through two full seasons in one calendar year. Mm-hmm. Some people did, and we'll see how that that's still to be determined how that works out. And there's some guys that just got through playing 10 games two months ago and fixing to play, mm-hmm. you know, 10 or 15 more. So uh, we did what was better. We're a young team. We knew we needed to play. We need to learn how to win, and we were able to do that. We played the rogue schedule, put it together in about two weeks, played four FBS schools, and were very competitive in those games. Mm-hmm. And then every FCS or D2 team we played, we won. The games we were supposed to win, we won. So for us in SFA, the Lumberjacks learned how to win. Mm-hmm. And six and four, first winning season nearly a decade, we got that behind us as a big step for us. Mm-hmm. Felt like we were a good team, but then we had the off season in the spring, summer access, and so now that young team, everybody's been excited to watch. They're starting to, you know, fill out a little bit. Three of them, I think, started shaving this summer. So <laughs> I mean, we we may have a chance to uh, make some noise this year. Well, and and you know, it, it's interesting that you bring that up because this, you know, you mentioned that the, your lumberjacks learned how to win. What did you learn about your Lumberjacks? What did you learn about this roster that, that you've helped to assemble here? You know, just that they're so resilient, you know, and, and we knew it was going to be a tough job when we took over there at the end of 18, and, and uh, you know, it, it was. And it was there were some things, some punches we didn't see coming just with the, the academic and, and NCAA stuff that we inherited. But, uh, you know, when they hit us with a postseason ban, been there a year and a half, we're in a COVID break, you know, everybody's on Zoom, and we had to tell our team we're banned from the postseason. Usually – you lose half your team to tran- – it's it's open season. We didn't have a single kid transfer out. And I knew then our culture was right, you know, and, and we still had some growing to do, but our culture was right. And, and we told them through this pandemic, this thing's going to make excuse makers out of a lot of people mm. and champions out of a few. And, and, and we're determined to be champions. And, you know, we crowned ourselves South, to, South and Conference champions of the fall. We're, us and Abilene <laughs> played. We beat ACU, so we're champs <laughs> of the fall. But we're, we're talking about bigger, you know, bigger fish to fry than, than just that. And I think you'll see that this fall and moving forward with our program where, where we're able to compete and take that next step going from good to great. Well, and speaking of which, uh, you guys are on the move, you know, moving over to the, to the WAC, to, to a new conference, going over there as kind of the part of the Texas Four, moving over there. Um, I'm interested in, 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 in what that what those conversations are like in, in the, within the program about mm. – 
a new conference and a new, you know, kind of new conference. You, you're right. familiar with a, a number of these teams that are coming, but, but what are the conversations like within the program about that? Very, very excited, yeah. you know, and, and just, you know, kind of al- aligning ourselves with like-minded universities. I think it's going to pay huge dividends, not just for SFA football, but for our athletic department and our school in general. And just uh, so much more exposure and just a, a, a conference that's moving, you know, forward and and that's that's kind of what we were looking for uh, uh with the texas four that left and and so it'll be a unique year this year playing for a whack championship and then the aq7 for automatic qualifying playing eastern kentucky jacksonville state and and central arc and and then moving forward we're going to you'll continue to see teams add to the whack and you know whack's got such great history heisman trophy winners national champions and and everything else and so it it really has already started paying dividends and recruiting. I promise you, just the the, the brand mm-hmm. of the WAC. Well, and you guys bring back a lot of really exciting playmakers. You know, guys like Xavier Gibson, guys like guys like Trey Self, guys who are are big time playmakers. Um, do do you feel like this? You know, the offense I thought looked pretty good at times last year. Mm-hmm. You know, do you feel like? It's got another step that it can take uh, this year? Most definitely. You know, we, we played some really good football, especially there about week seven, eight, nine, there towards the end of the year. And, and, uh, and, and we were pretty beat up there and with opt-outs and everything. COVID now, I mean, it was a limited roster, and we were really playing some good football. So I look out across, like I was saying earlier, their bodies have changed. That was, we finally had an offseason. We hadn't had one all year or in our tenure there. Their bodies are changing, and, and we have got 100-something out there at summer workouts. And, like, 84 of them are freshmen and sophomores. Mm-hmm. So the bulk of our team is still really, really young on, on paper, but they're, they've got a lot of game experience. And so uh, we're, I think we're going to have a really good team this year, but we've built this thing to, be, to win forever. Mm-hmm. And we've watered the roots, not the leaves, since we've been there and, and you know, recruiting Texas high school uh, football players and, and really investing in, in that. You know, some people live in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Some live in high schools, and this is the path we've chosen because we're going to build a great program that's going to win for a long time. Oh, well, finally, Coach, um, uh, folks who, who, who follow your social media presence know that you are uh, a big fan of the, of the hashtag Be a Big Coach. You bet. Um, you're a big eater, big eater. Um, and so I'm going to ask you the most controversial question I'm going to ask you, which is, Let's just say last year or so. What's the what's been the MVP stop on the Be a Big Coach Colby Carthel tour? Man, I know. There's, there's I told you. Good ones, I told you, know. you. I'm a I'm a tough question. I had to, I had to work there. So there's there's a couple of a uh, couple of nights we we fired up the big green egg and you know yeah. when you're stuck at home that was that was really good. You know I still one of the one of the best nights is just when you grab a big old bag of Julio's chips and Julio salsa and just go to town there. I mean, and, you know, shoot, there's, there's some good ones out there. I'm fixing to, uh, I'm fixing to put on a show here later today in San Antonio. So stay tuned. So on that one, so okay. they'll, they'll be one that hits the Twitter, but if, if it's worthy to get a post, yeah, if can't be a big time coach, be a big coach. If it's worthy of a post, it's worth you stopping and eating. I promise you. Okay, and that, that's non-promoted. I don't get paid to do this. Yeah, well, I, I, I get paid in calories intake. Well, well not yet. You don't. I mean, yeah. let's be let's be weird. Name, you, image, and likeness. That's exactly right. Come you on, are baby. you are available. Come on, for it. coach. Appreciate I'm here. Your time. Congratulations hey. on a fantastic 2020. Thank you, Greg. There he is, Colby Carth, head coach of those Stephen F. Austin Lumberjacks, Axum Jacks, joining us. Good man. Good man. We've known him for a while back in his Ainham Commerce days. Mm-hmm. He won a title there. The Luis Perez days. So an excitable an excitable fella. Let's say that. An excitable fella. He gets the people going. He gets the people going. He really does. <laughs> He's here for one thing and one, one thing, thing only. only. He gets the people going. That's exactly right. 
Um, so we appreciate Colby Carthel hopping on with us there at the THSC Coaching School and Convention. Let's go live over to the production booth for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. That makes it sound a lot more important than this desk really is, so thank you. Um, mm-hmm. But, no, I wanted to highlight a couple things. We brought up the fact that we have a new five-star. There is a whole article that Greg Powers has written on that, along with the This Week in Recruiting article. But there's one other big piece of uh, content on TexasFootball.com to know about. Uh, Our man, Greg Powers, he has an article entitled Bold Predictions on the Top 10 Uncommitted Texas High School Football Recruits, and that, to me, is pretty stinking fun. Mm -hmm. Powers is throwing out hot takes, so that – that is on TexasFootball.com and ready to be read. Yeah. Um, hot take powers. Yes, hot take powers. Hashtag hot take powers. Um, I thought I had something else. Nope, I don't. We don't it's have any gone. programming notes. I think anyway. we got a our, our first normal week in a in long, long time. Well, I say that. We ruined that on Monday by doing a yeah, live show. Really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> From so. here on out. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So, uh, yeah. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to SFA coach Colby Carthel for being our guest. For Greg Powers and Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please give me your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.